0: Welcome to Nobody Told Me That, your source for candid business talk and stories. Your host is speaker and author Teresa Duncan. Sit back, buckle up, and hang on.
1: We're here with another edition of Nobody Told Me That, and I have Kevin on the line with me. Kevin. My
0: friend, what is up?
1: Recovering from all the rains. We didn't get hit really bad like the, a lot of the people, but we just got rained out, so like muddy dogs and all that kind of stuff
0: oh yeah
1: isn't it it's, this hurricane is something else so did you have any friends or relatives that were down there well,
0: you know kid just kept an eye on it i mean it's it's just been amazing how much water's come in with that and certainly been been thinking a lot about uh, friends i know uh, you know i have several friends up in virginia not far from you and i know you all were expecting a lot a lot worse mm-hmm. than i think actually came so i'm thankful yeah. for that at least
1: We moved 30 minutes west from our old house about 10 years ago, and we used to get storms and power outages all the time. And now that we've moved just 30 minutes west and we're kind of, we're closer to the mountains, we don't get hardly any of the hard stuff that my dad and mom still get. And it's just, it's amazing to me that that, just that move has really, it saved us, I think. Uh, But yeah, our friends uh, down in Richmond, Lynn Leggett and Laura Edwards had tornadoes.
0: Oh, I saw that Facebook video. My goodness. Yeah.
1: I couldn't believe that. So, Laura Edwards posted a Facebook video, and uh, I don't know if I'll check if it's public. I'll link it. If it's not, sorry. But the, the other part, too, is uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Desi, Desi and Ash down in uh, Lumberton, North Carolina. They're the ninja dentist. Did you ever meet Desi?
0: Actually, you know what? I have. I've talked, uh, done interviews, and things like that. That's right. I forgot she was in Lumberton.
1: She's in Lumberton and she actually had, uh, she's uh, Desiree Walker is is who she is. Beautiful office. I was uh, with her, you know, we were working together during her opening and just beautiful, beautiful office. Great attitude. So when Matthew came through two years ago, you know, they had flooding and she had to b- bounce back from there. And here it is again, and a totally another hurricane. She's got light flooding this time. And so, you know, thoughts go out to her and, uh, Ruby Jean out at surf city dental and there's just so many you know just watching Facebook I'm sure you saw the same names that are we were all very worried about
0: oh uh, I tell you just uh boy rough no question about it
1: yeah so between the wildfires and the you know the craziness like it, there's something going on on the coast man <laughs>
0: yeah you know we were we were in San Francisco earlier this week and you know all the signs for tsunami warnings I mean you know not not that it's happening but wow you know that tsunami evacuation route and i'm just sitting here going you know i'm kind of glad i live by the mountains in colorado i'm pretty good so you
1: know what's interesting anastasia was telling me something our friend anastasia who used to live on the outer banks and now she's down in florida but she used to live in the outer banks and and they have you know the sounds that aren't it's not the ocean it's on the other side of the land so they have these little channels that they call sounds and she said during big hurricanes the sound would empty of water because you know the ocean's sucking all the power out so the the sound would be almost dry where you could walk out to the middle of it and which is wild right and then of course it's the aftermath that's the worst so the aftermath the sound would flood and then over Flood rise up higher, and that's where the flooding would happen. So these houses, thinking they're made, it they made it through the hurricane, but it's the flooding that gets them on the back end. Yeah. And that's just a wild visual. I, I need to actually go look and see if there's any video of stuff like that because I never thought that that would happen.
0: No kidding, and, and that would scare you. You know, you've seen some of those things about the uh, the tsunami uh, that happened over at the far east, mm-hmm. and all the ocean going backwards, you know, and then just coming back in. Oh my God, it's oh, terrifying. Know I mean.
1: It's and then there was yeah. video. Of, of somebody down North Carolina who's filming off of their porch and the water level's up high and there's a water moccasin in the water. No. <laughs> and it's like on level. Like if it just wanted to mosey on over to the shed, it could. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, there goes a water moccasin. I'm like, how does he say that without screaming it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah just kind of, uh, you know, just another day. Uh, I think he oh. lived in Australia or something like that, right? There you know, the go. <laughs> he's trying to kill them. All the time. Oh, goodness. So uh, so before we go on, we were going to talk today about the common question you and I are getting all the time now, which is, how did you start your podcast? Is it difficult? Yep. We want to start one, which is great. I mean, this is dentistry's moving into this era. Some of uh, the podcast people have been in this space for a long time, but I think the majority of dentistry is now waking up and realizing, hey, this is a good way to get our message across. But I wanted to yeah. tell you that you have a raving fan, Kevin. It was really just adorable to hear this girl rave about you. I was at the Virginia Dental Association <laughs> meeting, and uh, this uh, the lovely Abigail from my old office is a dental assistant. and he. Oh, she said, I recognized your voice on something. And then she realized, you know, that it was me talking to you. And she's like, I love <laughs> Kevin's podcast. He listens to your dental assisting podcast. And she's like, I love him. And it was just oh. awesome to hear. So I wanted to pass that on that you've got a raving fan. She's not a lunatic. She's just a raving fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I will have to meet Abigail one of these uh-huh. days. I, you know, you know, and, and you know how that is. You know, when people, actually listen to what you say and it impacts them, you know, that there's, there's no better feeling you get, honestly, just knowing, knowing that you're making a difference. So I'm, I'm glad that you and I get to team up on things like this and kind of, uh, reinforce just the importance of every dental team member, not just the, you know, the, the dentist or the hygienist. Well,
1: the outpouring after our bullying podcast, and I'll link for those, uh, that, um, maybe have are coming in late as listeners to the podcast, we had such an outpouring um in response to those two podcasts and and one of our uh friends in Colorado and I'm sure she's hearing this episode um Kevin and I both want to thank you for writing in because uh that was a lovely accounting of how the podcast oh really just validated a lot of what had happened to her and and we're sorry it happened to you but it was really I think cathartic. It seemed very cathartic to me for her to write all that out. What did I shared that email with you, Kevin? What did you yeah, think after that?
0: You, you did, you did, and you know, and I've gotten, you know, we've we've done some stories in Bill assisting digest on this, and I've gotten so many emails from people just saying that sounds like me. I went through this. Thank you for bringing it up. Thank you for giving us a voice, you know, and, and you don't realize the things that are suppressed sometimes and the things that people take as sometimes just everyday normal things. And then when all of a sudden you realize this isn't normal, you know, and people actually get to kind of vent and get things off their chest a little bit. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you're right. We've gotten so much good response from, from what we've done with bullying. And, uh, you know, I want to thank my Thank my friend Natalie with the adaA for pushing mm-hmm. out that to to their audience as well because I think a lot of times uh, you know things go on in the dental practice and everybody thinks that's the normal way that things are just done and you go to another practice and you realize how toxic that was yeah. it's, and it's Natalie's
1: scary. articles are great so yeah definite shout out to her and I um, I'd love to meet her one day I don't think I've ever met yeah.
0: uh, but well, we need maybe uh, greater new york how about that
1: yeah there you go so and i'll link those articles in the show notes as well so let's let's move on then to um how do you podcast why do you podcast why haven't you quit podcasting what do you get out of it who is actually listening to you that's a question i think people are actually thinking but aren't asking um oh, well, yeah. <laughs>
0: You no, know, it's interesting because I just had a talk with a company uh, earlier this week uh, while I was out here in California doing some meetings, and they were talking about that they want to start podcasting. And then they looked at, they just Googled dental podcast, and they were blown away at the number of them that are now out there, yeah. you know, like, like you were saying earlier. And I told them, I said, you know, it's not about that the market's too full, it's just a matter of finding your niche and finding what is your strength, you know. And and so many people think of you and they think of all the great insurance knowledge that you have and all the great ways that you help the front desk and the front office. And, you know, and the same same for me, you know, I, I'm yeah. linked now with assistance, which I love. And it's about finding that niche and reaching that audience. You know, if if you have a message that you're presenting right now, maybe you're speaking, maybe you're consulting, whatever, but you kind of feel like you've got a niche that you can carve out. And if you can build that out in a podcast, then I, I think that's just, like you said earlier, another way to get your message out there.
1: The The regular podcast listener, I mean, it's really a, a blessing for them to allow us to come into their life because we're usually right in their ear. You know, yeah. um, it's a yeah. very intimate conversation if you think about it. I mean, they're we're sure. in their head uh, and they're really allowing us to kind of, be in their thoughts for a while. And so I, you and I take that very seriously in that it's not supposed to be a lot of fluff. I mean, a commercial here and there, that's fine. I hear other podcasts doing it. Maybe we'll do it. I don't know. But my goal, if you're going to let me in your brain is to make it worth your while, you know, and yeah, and I know definitely. you feel the same way.
0: I, I do, you know, and, and I know how busy I am. You are, all of our friends are, And so I go, you know, if you're going to take a few minutes to listen to what I have to say, then yeah, I've got to make it worth your while or else you're not going to be back. Right. You know, and and so I think that's really the important thing is you don't just, you know, and and you and I talk wrestling and pirates and, you know, all (laughs) sorts of things from time to time. But at the end of the day, we still got a message that we get out there and you try to mix in some fun, but you make sure that they walk away going, that was worth my time and I'll be back.
1: So the question is what I should get in on it. This is well, this is how the conversation usually starts. I need to get in on this podcasting thing. So how do I do it and what do I talk about? So. Those are huge questions, but let's try, let's try to answer those. So the, how do I do it? Let me share how we, you and I, you know, have done this podcast for a while. And then I know that you have a different way of doing your own dental assisting podcast. But as far as this goes, I, I knew that I would have to have something to share my thoughts and just being on the road. We're not we can't speak to everyone, and this is a good way to be able to speak to is to more people. So the reach is bigger. Basic setup, computer. I have a blue uh, snowball microphone, which I absolutely love. Although, you know, Norman every, every now and then will tell me, you know, keep an eye out for other microphones. I had a, bought money for a good headset, which if you're editing a lot, that comes in handy. Um, I don't actually use it when I'm recording, and I don't know if that makes a big difference. I haven't noticed a difference so I only use it when I'm listening to the the edited form. So once that's done, it's the work is, well, actually, let's break this up. So that's hardware. So for you, Kevin, how do you set up your hardware for your particular podcast?
0: Yeah, you know, mine, mine, same thing. I'm a Mac guy. So I've got my, my airbook here. I've got a little Samsung uh, Meteor microphone uh, that I'm talking into right now as I talk to you. Uh, I don't use a headset. Uh, this is my basic setup. and. You know, it's it's something that it, it's interesting because we, you know, get, like Gary Takas is an example. He has such an elaborate setup mm. for what he does and the mix board and everything else. And I know a lot of our friends who do this do that. Mine is very basic, honestly, and I will rarely even edit mine. And and the reason I d- I don't is just because it's it's very much a, I think a real talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so if I stutter over a word, it's almost like a conversation that we're having. So my, my setup's very basic, I, and I try to just make my podcast about 10 to 12 minutes for the assistance because I found that that's a sweet spot and just kind of get it out there as quickly as I can.
1: So your podcast is shorter. And what's the name of your podcast again?
0: The Del Assistant Nation podcast.
1: And that can be found in the show notes and we'll, we'll make sure that. Yeah. So, and then this one turns out the, nobody told me that, and it turns out to be around 45 minutes to an hour. And you all should know that Kevin and I get on the phone every time and we say, let's keep it to 30 minutes. And We never, Never. we can't. I mean, it's impossible. So (laughs) we're very sorry and we're working on it. So (laughs) <laughs> we do try. So as far as uh software, what I do, I I used uh I've used everything. I've used Skype in with Pamela, which we got away from pretty quickly. Skype is uh, was once the gold standard for podcasting and now is no longer um it's well, it's I think it's more difficult to use and I think it's more problematic and not everybody has uh, a Skype account. So then we moved yeah. over to Zencaster, which is where you can record on the computer. Uh the one track is recorded on Kevin's Computer. One track is recorded on mine so that my voice track is separate from Kevin's, which means in post-production, the editing, whomever is editing, is able to match the tracks, clean up the tracks. Like if I have buzzing on my track and he's talking, Norman can then just mute my whole section. So it doesn't show up in the, the after effects. And so we use Zencaster for a while. And then we started to realize that there were some logs or lags. And so then I've discovered this new app called Ringer, R-I-N-G-R, which I really uh, have, I've, I've done this for the last three, four podcasts now. And I really, really like it. It allows me to download the tracks separately, or they can mix it for me. I don't like that I want, you know, Norman is kind of a snob about it, so he'll he'll download them and and add them and mix them and and I also you'll hear my intro and outro, uh the music at the beginning and the end, that's all added in by Norman. The thing I did like about Zencaster is I could import sound effects. So I got kind of carried away with some of them. I I understand and and you're a listener, you know which ones I'm talking about. But I can't do that with Ringer and that's really the only thing I miss. But other than that, I, I think we're going to stick with Ringer for a little while. So uh, software for you, Kevin.
0: I use GarageBand, actually. I use GarageBand. Uh, you know, but you and I talk a lot more on on your podcast than mm-hmm. we do on mine. Uh, and that's one thing that I will say is a weakness right now for my podcast is if I have a guest, unless you and I are in the same building, it's tough. Uh, now whenever you and I were together in Utah and we sat together and we had the microphone there, it was easy because I had GarageBand band going. I just hit record. We talk, boom, I upload it to SoundCloud and, and then hit it to the RSS mm-hmm. feed out there. That's one thing that I, I know I need to work on is if, uh, you know, Teresa calls me on the phone. I have to put the phone by the microphone, and I know that that's not exactly top quality. Let's just be honest here. But that's something that so far I've had a lot of my guests in person with me and and been able to do that way. But GarageBand on Mac is real simple. Uh, There's a voice uh, setup on there. You just hit voice and record. My intro, the lovely and talented Dana Johnson, my wife, recorded that for me Mm -hmm. once. I have that as a template, and then I just hit record right after that. Uh, and so it flows from her introducing me right into our conversation yeah. for
1: the day. All right. And so the editing piece, so you use GarageBand. Uh, Norman uses Audacity. Uh, and Norman is the, the mysterious yep. Norman, if you're not a regular listener, is my husband. And uh, he's, he's a hobbyist. <laughs> he's a serial hobbyist. And, and thankfully, editing audio and video is one of his hobbies. So he will use Audacity to put all that together. And he gives me a final recording, which in the industry is called a mixdown what I will do then is still go through that because he removes a lot of the ums and the uhs and and you know honestly if he's out of town or busy sometimes those get through and then I will go in and trim it up a little bit but if I need to turn a podcast around quickly then honestly that that all goes out the window people were recommending my podcast on a Facebook group one time and and a gentleman mentioned that it was annoying to listen to our podcast because we hadn't isolated outside sounds and that was very early on yeah and I I was like okay and then you know first instance instinct was like, well, come on. But then second instinct was like, well, I am in this guy's ear. We do owe it to him. And, you know, and, and he was absolutely correct. So and, and honestly, a lot of people don't bother to give that feedback. So I still want to say thank you to him for that if he's still listening. <laughs> so, so audacity for me, GarageBand for Kevin, and now publishing. So there, there's publishing, which is a totally different skill set. And honestly, this is where I wish I had hired somebody. To help me with this because it's not, it's time consuming to learn it now that I know it. I'm, I'm glad I did it, but I don't know. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes you just wish that you'd done something else.
0: Hey, trust me. I get that completely.
1: I use a uh, distributor called, uh, or publisher called uh, Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. And uh, so what I do then is we upload the files. We upload the artwork. We had to have logos made or images made. Uh, Kevin had a caricature done. I had a caricature done. We had one where we put them together. And then one is just for me if I'm doing it solo. We had the artwork done. We had that done. I have to upload it. I have to add tags. I have to write the show notes, which is something separate I'll talk about in a second. Then it allows me with my Libsyn account, it actually sets up a web page for you, which you all are finding. And it's nobody told me com. So you can leave it as its own website with a Libsyn domain. And, and for me, that's fine so far. What a lot of people do is they turn they point that to a page on their website, which is something I plan to do next year. and so it'll be part of the Odyssey management. I don't know, campus, I guess you would call it. So it'll have its own space. It'll be living on on Odyssey Management so that there's not a separate site that people have to go to. So that's the publishing end of it. Now, Kevin publishes in a different location. You want to talk about yours? Yeah,
0: mine is through uh, SoundCloud and and put everything up on SoundCloud. And, and again, you know, I, I love you and I talking about this just because there's so many different ways to skin the proverbial cat here. Uh, you know, that there's not one right way. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, I do mine through SoundCloud uh, and I have an unlimited subscription on there. So I've got plenty of room to upload everything. So what I'll do is I'll go into GarageBand. I'll actually record it. uh, Then I will go into Audacity if any edits need to be made. So I'm glad that you brought that up a moment ago. Uh, I'll upload from Audacity into SoundCloud. And then there's a real easy feature on there about permissions. And I just check a box and it is automatically fed into the RSS feed for iTunes. So it's real simple for me to do, uh, you know, maybe as a... You know, depending on your upload speed, you know, maybe a five minute process right there to go from final editing to having it ready and up on the cloud. And, of course, the RSS feed just depends on when it finds it. But, you know, one thing that you've done that I've yet to do, and it's still on my list, is right now mine is only available through iTunes. Uh, So I need to go ahead and expand that out to other formats.
1: I will will say that the Libsyn was good at helping with that. Libsyn's, I guess, instruction manuals or FAQ pages, I thought, were very heavy reading but very good reading. And so from the beginning... First of all, getting it set up on iTunes, they make it, everybody's like, oh, it's so easy, but you really have to watch what you're doing. You have to have it set in the right category and you have to monitor your emails because you don't, it's not an automatic approval. You know, it's a, it can be a little bit, a couple days or whatever. So so I did, I set it up. Um, Libsyn has it where they have all these options of where you want to feed it and it makes you go, oh, I should go there and I should go there. And so it really prompted me to go to all these different places to open up the, nobody told me that account. And so then it ha- be fed. So uh, one big player that I know iTunes is worried about is Google now has Google podcasts. And so that's now my site yep. is is up on that. You should probably get going on that. Yeah. So, so I have it now. So it's fed into all these aggregators. So whatever app you use to pick up a podcast, and I'm not even going to get into the apps because I actually don't use apps for a podcast. I listen to them on my desktop or download them and take them with me. So, so I, whatever app you use it, you'll tune into Google podcasts or iTunes or SoundCloud, and you have to decide where that feed is going to come from, or else you're going to get duplicate entries in your, in your app. I remember listening to podcasts about how to podcast. And if you're, if you really have a whole week of nothing to do, that's, (laughs) I don't even think that's enough time to listen to all the podcasts on how to podcast. <laughs> it's really amazing yeah. what's out there. The School of Podcasting, I thought, was really good. Um, it's a constant sales, you know, for their product. But if you kind of ignore that part, the information is really, really good. Okay. So we have it aggregated now to all these different places. So what I see now yeah. is my hold. This is my hold up. If, if there's any obstacle in the process, it's this part right here, which is the show notes. I don't think you do show notes for you.
0: I, I don't, and and just to be honest, I'm a lazy human being. So you know, it, you know that uh, you you always go above and beyond <laughs> to me. I'm like, yeah, if they find it, they find it. No, it's that's not something I've ever done. But you know, I know that you're you're constantly doing that, and I know that that's a big benefit for your your listeners as well.
1: And here's the mistake that I think people in business make, and I, Lord knows I've made mistake this mistake often. You probably have. I think even Warren Buffett has had these mistakes. Is that I want to craft it the way I want to listen to it. For me, I never looked at show notes. I just listened to it and I would go, oh, that's cool. I should check out the show notes. And I never would go check out the show notes. So to me, show notes were never important. I can't do that. You can't market something for you. That's, that's silly. That's what I mean. Every business person has had this thought. They think they start out thinking they have this great product and then they make it like, how would I make it? But you have to think about how people are going to consume it. The more research I did, the more so. I was like, wow, people love these show notes. People love show notes. And, uh, and I, you know, every time I hear somebody that, you know, has heard our podcast and listened to us, I will say, you know, are the show notes helpful? And oh, yes, yes, definitely. So I, I, got, I can't ignore that. So I have to make sure that the po- the show notes have all of the links we talk about, and even more so. And there's another good reason behind that. So logistically, if your show notes have tons of good keywords and you know that's great for SEO optimization as well. So not having show notes is not going to hurt you, but having show notes is going to help you. So that that's why I do it and and because this is a huge stumbling block for me, I'm now looking to hire a podcast person that specializes in podcasts to help me write the show notes and then also create like these graphics now, because, and and we'll talk about marketing in a second, but now everybody's got to have a graphic for everything. And, you know, and I don't know, it's, it's a lot of work. So,
0: (laughs) and I think it's important for people to know that don't get frustrated because podcasts are a lot of work. And, and even after you get your first one up and you've got it where you can just upload, you know, or, or RSS feed or whatever, they're always work. You've also got to be committed to it, you know, and if you're, and if you really feel like you're making an impact, it's like any other kind of work that it's going to be worth it in the end. Uh, But yeah, don't get into this thinking, oh, I could just record something and hit play and done. No, that's, that's not how this works by any stretch.
1: Well, I was listening to, I think it was one of the Libsyn official podcasts and they were saying that there are more dead podcasts out there than a live podcast, which for a very young medium is amazing. So they were saying that the average length of a podcast is about six episodes. And yeah, so six episodes because people because what happens is people do them and then they think nobody's listening. And, you know, nobody does listen the first six episodes (laughs) because unless you've got a marketing machine behind you or a newsletter list like like we do. Nobody's going to know you're out there. And so the hustle is real. That brings us to the next part of it. And I realized that we just did like how to set up a podcast in like 25 minutes. So uh, it's a lot more work than what we make it sound. But is it fun? Hell yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, I love doing this. And I think it's paid off. I mean, I definitely hear more people. Uh, have listened to it. I hear it all the time now more and more. and they're not I, I I see that I'm getting you know ratings and it's just it's nice. It's part of all of my intros now. I have it on my information slides. and so it has become almost like having a blog. It's it's the same. Think of it that way. Instead of blogging, writing, now you're just kind of putting yourself out there. So marketing wise, let's talk about marketing. You're you're in a great position because you have a machine already behind you. You want to talk about that?
0: As far as Ignite? Well, is Ignite
1: a- is definitely a machine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah <I> was, so <laughs> but, machine but also the, the, the Dental Assisting mm-hmm. Digest. Oh, yeah. yes,
0: yes. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that, and it goes back to what I said at the very start. It's finding that niche and then really hammering that niche and kind of claiming it as your own. And yeah, with dental assisting digest, I have that. With all the the speaking of you know gigs you and I have and that that I do with Doctor David Rice and other folks around the country, you know, it's it's nice to be able to put this up there. And and I guarantee you, you know, whenever I wrote my book, you know, and and you and I have talked about writing our books before, but. You know, I was told at the time, this will be the most expensive business card you're ever <laughs> going to have. But, you know, it really has made a difference in me establishing myself and getting my name out there. And I think the podcast, you can say the same thing about. Now, the expense isn't so much money as much as it is time. But I still think that it's it's a really important business card to get out there because if a a meeting has never seen you speak, If they don't know anything about you, they can at least find this and get a real feel for you in ten to twelve minutes about who you are, what you believe in, and how you're going to resonate with their audience. So, market—you know—marketing the podcast is one thing, but I think that the podcast also markets you, and I think that that's such an important point. That yeah, it's a lot of work. Yes, it's going to take some time, but in the end. I think it pays off because not only are you reaching that audience, you know, and God bless you, Abigail, it's so sweet of you to say earlier, uh, you know, but you're you're reaching people and you're also getting the ability to then reach more people uh, through mm-hmm. speaking engagements.
1: Mm-hmm. And and also, you know, we we work with companies too, like yeah. Care Credit, for example, Phillips, two very long-standing companies that I've worked with for a gazillion years. You know, if they were to start a podcast, I think those two companies would do it correctly in that. It wouldn't be all about how to calculate finance or how about whitening or, you know, my brush or anything. If you can bring valuable information like what we hope we're doing here, you know, such as interviews, such as, you know, state of the nation type conversations, that's what people want to hear. I I know I personally have been asked uh, for us to do more viewer mailbag, which is, you know, basically read about all the situations people are having and how do we fix it, which is a great idea. And I think it taps into that whole psyche of we're so in our office all the time. We want to hear what's going on in other offices, you know? So, and I oh, yeah. I appreciate that. I was very nosy when I was stuck in my office. I always wanted to know what was going on outside. And, and this is a good way of doing that. You know, the marketing piece is that I had to create Uh, the graphics, which now the trend is to not just have a graphic for your podcast, you know, a logo or an image, but now for every episode, it's really standard to create a graphic for that episode so that you can put that out onto your Pinterest, Instagram, and all of that. And uh, that's where I'm falling behind. So I I just hired a a virtual assistant to help with marketing on Pinterest and Instagram and all of that. But this this part where I want to hire somebody to do the show notes and the podcast imaging, that's going to be a a separate thing. And so, There is some expense. So let's, let's talk about the expense part. So for us, for, for nobody told me that, you know, Libsyn has, you can decide which account, you know, you want, but it can be anywhere from 20 to 80 bucks a month, or maybe even more depending on the services. You know, mine's probably, if I look at it, it's probably 30 bucks a month. I I can't remember, maybe 20, maybe 30. For ringer, I've Paid for a whole year for the podcast app. And so that was uh, 184 for the year. So it broke out to um, a little bit about 15, 16 a month, which, which is really good. And yeah. that was, you know, they had a special, you know, two months free, all that kind of stuff. So that'll go up a little bit next year. But honestly, it's made my life so much easier. So that's fine. Podcast editor. So mine is, uh, I'm, a, I'm a slave driver. Mine is free. And, uh, you know, I'm just nice to him. He's a good husband and I'm good to him. So, is that, So it's sort of free, right? <laughs> um, but if you were to purchase yep. a package from some of these podcast editors, you know, you can pay anywhere from five to 700 a month for four episodes. And for many of them, it will include the editing, removing the ums, and the errs and all that, uploading it to your Libsyn and adding these tags, which are called ID3 tags, which are just you know, just your topics and and help search engines pick you up. They'll do that, and some of them for that price will also add in the graphics. Uh, some will not. So you're you're going to have to look at what your budget is. I'm not going to say it's expensive to have a podcast because you could certainly do it in, inexpensively. But if you if you're having a podcast to complement your brand, that is something you may want to spend a little bit of uh, money on as far as graphically, but. Honestly, the graphics can suck. It's the audio quality that has to be good. And that, that's what I hear loud and clear from a lot of people is that I don't really care what their logo says. As long as I can understand them, I don't have to keep adjusting the volume up and down while I'm listening, that's what you pay an editor to do.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that's a really good point is that, you know, this is a this is an extension of who you are and the brand that you want to portray. However much you're going to spend on it. Yeah. You look at it as a marketing expense. I mean, that's, that's a really good point. You know, I I don't spend as much as you do on it, uh, but I also don't have the, the Libsyn service that you're talking about. So I think that would make a difference right there. You know, and that's something I'll probably be adding in the near future just to reach more people. But it's something I try to budget 30 or 40 bucks a month, you know, to go toward the podcast, you know, because I think once you add up, you're buying the microphone, you're buying the software you're uh, buying the SoundCloud to make sure that you're uploading properly, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. It, it turns into five, $600 a, a year, uh, you know, on average, probably to keep this going. Well,
1: and also there's the, you know, you may choose to bump it with Facebook ads or Instagram ads. Oh, I know yeah. Pinterest has yeah. huge, I'm just starting to understand Pinterest. The, the girl I hired Maria is just phenomenal on it. Uh, and I really had kind of forgotten about Pinterest, but there's a huge podcast community, huge yeah. on Pinterest. And so, Optimizing it for that, I think it's at that edge from hobby to serious business. And yeah. uh, I mean, in other businesses, it's already crossed that. But I think for dentistry, we're at that edge where you know, if you're really going to do it, now you've got steady competition. If you're doing it as a hobby, yeah, that's cool. You know, your your friends are going to listen to you. You maybe you people in your area are going to listen to you. Uh, but if you're really out there trying to you know knock them over, that's you've got to do a little bit of marketing and advertising just to get the word out. Yeah, and this is another reason why you see people doing guest spots on other podcasts. I I certainly have done my share of guest spots. Kevin, you have as well. Okay. Uh, it's a good Absolutely. way of getting the word out on uh, whatever you're you're doing. What was your who's your favorite person to be a, a guest on besides this one? Of course,
0: I was just going to say Teresa Duncan. <laughs> uh, who, who did you have the most you know, fun I, with? You know, Gary Gary's really good. I enjoy Gary Pachas. Yeah, you know, the the dental implants and worms guys are awesome as well. Gosh, I I feel bad because I've I've been on a bunch of podcasts and I don't want to leave any of them out.
1: No, no. I know. And it is, it's such a fun community of people. I know that (laughs) I was invited to do a podcast outside of dentistry and I still have to figure out whether or not I want to take her up on it. And I almost feel like I'm in the deep end there. Like I'm so used to dental and she's like, no, let's talk about your small business. (laughs) And I'm okay, you know. So, yeah. So, but, but guesting is necessary to get the word out about your podcast. Anytime you have a book that goes out, you're gonna, you should be doing some sort of podcast tour because that's my goodness. I can always tell when Gary or Howard or the dental hacks dudes, when they say anything about my podcast or my book, I immediately see it because of the sales. And uh, so, so there's considerable reach with those dudes and, and it's, it's great. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting Michelle, uh, strange out of, um, I think she's in Minnesota, but she has the, a tale of two hygienists, her and, and I think Andy.
0: Oh yeah. 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 And
1: there, and she's just, she's phenomenal. I mean, she's, she's super smart. She's got great energy. I love her podcast. I'll link that too. She resisted for a little bit, the monetization of it because she just didn't understand it. But there is money to be made on podcasts, which is our next section to talk about. It is possible now to make some money on podcasts. And most of the business podcasts make money from sponsorship, work with Libsyn. Actually, some of many of these aggregators will connect you to companies to advertise on your podcast, but you really don't have control over. Who's in there? Which is why you used to get a lot of Blue Apron ads. Do you remember those? You know, and sure. you would get some money from that. But I, you know, I prefer not to do that. I'm, I don't know if you have you ever had Blue Apron on your assisting.
0: You know, I haven't actually. I, I've yet to do anything <laughs> with ads. Uh, just and and just because I had I had a lot of assistants tell me that that they'd prefer it not have ads yeah. on there.
1: It's a, you know, it's a fine line though because I I think you know nobody likes ads, but the the unfortunate yeah. truth is you know, you wouldn't get half the CE you get if it weren't for sponsors, you know, (laughs) so it's tough. And so any ads that I do, I want to make sure I disclose it so that, you know, I'm always up front about that. I don't want to just slide in. Hey, this is sponsored by, you know, discount tires down the road. That's a little bit slimy, but I want to make sure people know (laughs) that, hey, there's somebody else that's helping us and believes in the podcast enough to support it. So, uh, you know, we're, I think we're at the point now where we're looking to, or I'm looking to um, explore that. So, and honestly, just, you're not going to make a ton of money, but I want to at least get my operating costs covered, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: For somebody to have their logo on my podcast page, hopefully, and, and that would be good placement for them. So that's, that's something to think about. And I think many podcasters out there are now starting to say, okay, I got the hang of it now. How do we turn this into money. And Michelle has done a really good job with that. You know, she's talking to companies, she interviews them, it's disclosed and, and it's a good marketing tool for the company. And it's because she is a trusted person. She, people don't see her as out there, you know, trying to scam.
0: Yeah. And and again, I think that goes back to who you are as a brand. And if you really care about what your brand is and who you are out there in the community, and that's going to influence some of these decisions as far as marketing and branding uh, with, with advertisers as well.
1: That's the quick and dirty, right, of, of how to do a podcast and Absolutely. why to do a podcast. And, and really, the last thing that is honestly the most important thing really is, is what the heck do you talk about, Kevin?
0: <laughs> the great thing is you and I are out on the road so much, and we have so, so much interaction with so many amazing people out there. They usually, somebody will say something and there's a spark mm-hmm. that happens. I think that there's inspiration you can find every day just from the people that you're around. And sometimes you'll hear a great story. And I don't know how many times i said, you know, do you mind if I share that with my audience sometime? You know, I obviously changed the name to protect the innocent or whatever it might be, but but it's always good for people to learn from others' mistakes or, you know, the little cheat codes maybe that they found to break through something.
1: And there is sort of a fine tuning that goes on with that is that you and I know our audience. Our audience is office, dental office personnel and dentists. Uh, so, and I think, uh, probably the last part of that, are industry, other industry, uh, companies and experts, but for the most part, the main people who listen to us from what we've heard are people who are working every day in a dental office, no matter what the position, if you are planning on starting a podcast, you know, first of all, start with your audience. Who, who do you want to speak to? And it may not currently be who you're marketing to. You may want to break out into a different, you know, area and that, this is the Perfect way to do it. So identify who you want to talk to, and then t- think about what what value can I bring? Because I think I, un- I understand why it only goes six episodes, Kevin. Because after that, you're like, what else do I have to talk about?
0: And, and I know there's times you and I go, what what are we going to chat about today? But then, you know, you talk to somebody, I've talked to somebody, we've heard a story, and it's amazing how if you can just get off the tee, you know, using the the old golf lingo, if you can just get off the tee. Uh, that usually things can flow from there. Now, you don't just fill time to fill time, but if there's a message behind what you heard or you think somebody could benefit from that, it's amazing how it can flow from there, I think.
1: From a lot of the podcast episodes I've listened to, you know, on how to set it up, there are people who do just like in magazines and we talked about how we published our books and and we gave an insider's look into the publishing industry and I'll I'll link that show as well. But you and I talked about what they call an editorial calendar and many podcasts, publishers will have a calendar where they plan it all out. And so they have their talking points and they put those on the calendar. Then if they have guests, they schedule their guests around their talking points. So you don't get four weeks of guests and then five weeks of solid just content. You know, you, you spread that out a little bit. So the good thing with podcasts is there's no I don't think there's a real Right and wrong way to do it yet. People are still finding their way. So, this is a good time for you to really decide how you want to burst out and, and impact the industry. So, I don't, I welcome more pod dental podcasts. I'd love to hear more.
0: Yeah. And, and I never view it as, oh, competition. No, you know, your voice is different than mine. And, you know, we're all different than Gary or the hacks or the, the worms, mm. you know, whoever they are. If we're all at the end of the day trying to help dental professionals have a better career and a better life. Then, absolutely. We've all got something to say that's a different perspective, and some things that I say may not resonate with people who love you or vice versa.
1: And there are definitely, just as there is CE for dentistry, there are conventions for dentistry. Uh, Dental has its own Voices of Dentistry. It's in January. Uh, I'm still on the fence on whether or not I'm going to go. They haven't published their agenda yet. You know, I I don't necessarily want to go and just meet a lot of people. I'd actually like to go and learn some stuff and, of course, hang out. But there's also uh, a huge podcast convention in. Philly. I think it was in Philly last year, and I'll link to that as well. That's a national, so you can kind of figure out where people are doing it across industries. I love finding out what people are doing in other industries. That is where it's fascinating to me. You know what what's important to them and and what their audiences are, are saying. I'm I'm just fascinated by that. So, and Kevin, have you uh, have you noticed any other podcast meetups or podcast conventions that in your area?
0: The dental one that you mentioned uh, that you know that's something I'd love to go to at some point, but I think the timing of it. I think it might be the same time as Yankee. There's something else going yeah. on that weekend. I won't be able to go this year. Uh, I, I'm like you. I always like to see what's going on in other industries and learn from other people in there. Because even though they may not be talking about oral health or, you know, AR or whatever it might be. They still have great little tips and tricks on how to make your podcast better. So I, I love to yes, listen absolutely. to things outside so, the industry, too. All right.
1: Now look, Kevin, it is we are at forty six minutes. We're gonna come well, in under an hour. Okay, gotta go by you better not jinx this.
0: <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there you've it set is. all an easy There it is. Here, so goodness, in keeping with you. our
1: promise to try to preserve <laughs> your brain time, we are going to go ahead and end it. And uh any last thoughts, Kevin? Don't take us off the rails, but any last thoughts.
0: I will say that this. Don't be afraid to start your own podcast. If you have a message to get out there, it's just like I always tell my writers, don't think what you have to say isn't important because I guarantee you to somebody out there, it absolutely is.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And we'd love to hear it. If you start a podcast because you listen to this, hit us up. We'd love to hear it and maybe we'll come crash your podcast. Who knows? (laughs) All right. We're getting up to 47 minutes. Darn it. All right. Uh-oh. So until the next episode of nobody told you that, thank you so much for tuning in.
0: Subscribe to this podcast. So you'll get our next candid discussion. Visit Teresa's website, odysseymgmt.com. That's odysseymgmt.com for more information on Teresa's courses, books and speaking schedule. Subscribe to her newsletter while you're there. Don't say we didn't tell you that.